How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Variety Show for Sunday, June the 6th. Hey, I hope you're doing extraordinarily well. And today I want to talk about E3, or at least all of the crazy events that are going to be happening next weekend. Because there's going to be a lot going on, there's going to be hours and hours of content, and it's super exciting, right? All of these new announcements that are going to be coming, and a bunch of news, and hopefully some games that you have been waiting for are going to make their appearances. But today I actually want to go the opposite direction, and I want today's episode to be another entry in my attempt to contribute positively to the gaming industry and to my community as a whole. Because, my friends, I think it is super important to remember about E3 that it is first and foremost a marketing campaign. To make this a very cynical viewpoint, the entire purpose of E3 is to make you spend money in the future. At its very bare-bones level, that's what an event like this is. And, of course, there's, there's positives to this event, right? It can be exciting and informational, and it can contribute positively to your experience when you eventually play these games. But sometimes that can go too far. And sometimes we get a little too emotionally invested in these video games to the point that it can be a detriment. And so my plea to you right now, if you are not already somebody who does this, is to become somebody who does not become emotionally invested in these video games if you cannot afford to. And I mean this in two ways. One is mentally... Think about how many games out there got so much hype behind them, and then when it came out and it flopped, you were disappointed, you were sad. You put so much emotional energy into this game before you had played it, and it turned out to be a disappointment. That's a, that takes a lot of mental energy and can contribute negatively to your brain. And then, of course, there's the financial aspect. I will reiterate this to the end of time. If you can only afford to pay for a few full-price video games every year, don't pre-order the games. Don't buy it on day one. Wait until the reviews come out, wait until people are talking about it, and you'll be able to avoid situations like Cyberpunk 2077, like any other countless examples. And the first step of this process is something like E3, to generate that hype to make you want to spend your money. Something that you folks may have noticed about what I do on this show, I don't look forward very often. I don't say, hey, these games are coming out soon, get excited. I only ever look backwards, or in current times. When the news comes out, I tell you about it. And that's because in my personal life, I try to detach my emotions from these video games as much as possible. I prefer to be responsive. But I also just don't want to be part of a marketing machine for an entertainment product. I want to reflect what's actually happening in the world, not what I would like it to be. And I just feel like that's a much healthier way of approaching it, and I want to set that standard for you. I want you to be able to do that with me. I'm sure many of you listening are right on this train with me, and, and some of you won't be. Some of you might be in on every single new AAA game release, buying them on day one, and listen, if it makes you happy, then that's totally fine. You know yourself better than I know you. And if you are only getting positives out of these experiences, then go wild. You do you. But I also know that there is some of you that are probably hurting. And all of you know that when you go on the internet and you see people talking about it on Twitter and on Reddit and are just oozing toxicity out of them, blaming developers, blaming anything, really, that, that isn't themselves, that is because they are disappointed and they invested themselves into these products too much. And I think it's so important to avoid that as much as possible, both for the person being toxic as well as the person that's on the receiving end of it. So how do we avoid these things? 
you know, I don't know that there's any one single answer, but there are some core principles that don't just apply to video games. Empathy, right? And an understanding of developers going through probably a tough time to make the product that you want to enjoy. Kindness and respect. But more specifically, I guess be a little more critical when you're watching these trailers. Be excited, but don't take that trailer as a source of truth. Think about how many stories we have of developers having to make, you know, a section of their game in preparation for E3 that looks absolutely nothing like the end product because they want to show something and the executives of the companies are willing to lie to their fan base to say this is what the game looks like when it actually doesn't. We've had that so many different times. And the more that you can understand things like this, as well as just how video games are made in general... Go listen to some interviews. Go do some Googling. It's, it's a very tough process to make a game. The more you understand it, the more context you'll have, and the more appreciation you'll have for when the game is in your hands, and the less importance that you'll put on trailers, on supposed gameplay. My friends, I hope you are excited for E3. It's always a very fun time for gamers. And uh, please feel free to let me know if you have any thoughts on today's show. I would love to hear it. I will be back tomorrow with the news, as I am every Monday to Friday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I hope I didn't dampen the blanket too much. Is that the word? Wet the blanket? But I do feel it's important, right? I see so much hatred and anger and, of course, toxicity on social media, right? And it hurts my heart for, for everybody that's impacted, but especially the person that's spewing that. You know, how much pain do you have to be in to go to a developer and insult them or not even say it to them directly, but just under the guise of anonymity, say whatever you want to say as meanly as you want to say it. I could never do that, no matter what veil I put under my username. Like, we're talking about real humans, you know? It's actually, you know, like, I have, a, I think, an interesting perspective on this, because I've had my own fair share of haters, right? I'm a, I'm a creator online now, and to be fair, I haven't got, a, like, an onslaught or, or anything like that. I'm not that big. But there have been enough people that have intentionally tried to harm me by leaving bad reviews and saying these terrible things about me. And when I read those, like, it, it kind of does the opposite effect that I think that they were hoping for from me, which is like, I don't know, they want me to be angry or on the defense or harmed in some way. But the reality is that I just end up feeling sorry for them and have empathy for the pain that they must be going through that they need to share that with somebody. And I think that one of the things I can do on this show is try and mitigate some of that, just in the off chance that somebody who's listening has been one of those people before or currently. You know, I don't think most of the people who listen are those types of people. You know, I tend to go against that kind of grain quite often. I don't think my views of various controversial topics are all that secret or hidden or, you know, surprising. And so naturally, the people who listen are going to be the people who fall in line with those types of views on really any topic. But just on the off chance that somebody has experienced something like this in the past, I hope I can provide a little bit more perspective and a little bit more compassion. I mean, I, I recall hearing words like this when I was a teenager, and I wasn't necessarily somebody who was toxic online, I would say. I, I didn't have much of a social presence at all, really. But I come from a family of anger. My father's side of the family, all they did was yell. All they did was get upset about things. And the way they solved their problems was by yelling through it at and around each other. 
And I've had to push against that a lot of my life, and it took me a long time to figure out how to do that. And I do remember hearing from, you know, content creators in general, maybe not even just video games, and those words that they would say would find a place to my brain in some way and and connect it to the things that I needed. Even though I wasn't toxic online, and that might have been what they were talking about, it helped me learn how to process my feelings and how to resolve conflict in a positive way instead of a negative way. And I'm still young, and I'm still learning, and I'm still trying to solve some of those problems. But I hope that talking about it and being very upfront about it and kind of in your face in a different way will uh, will be a positive thing both for me and for you. To be honest, I think I'm better at talking about these types of topics, you know, processing feelings and how to enjoy video games more than actually talking about video games themselves. I would say I'm not the greatest critic of games, and I certainly don't have my finger on the pulse of gaming culture, but I know human emotion, and I know what it feels like to play games and to be a part of gaming culture, and hopefully I can provide some value there. Anyway, I think I've talked longer than I should. That's usually a sign that uh, it's something I care about. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're happy. I'm sending you all of my positive vibes, and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Farewell.